Welcome in to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Podcast, episode 26. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, and on this episode, I'm going to recap practice from Saturday in the Cup Series at Dover and preview maybe a few bets that you should be on or maybe you should take the week off. I'm going to go over all my reasonings why and just help you, the gambler, better understand what to expect going into Sunday or Monday because we do have some pending weather uh, on Sunday where you know the series already moved the event up an hour a few days ago which is unprecedented but there is weather um, you know rain throughout the course of the day so we'll see if the series is even able to get it in Dover does not have lights so if you're new to the cup series and you're thinking well Maybe that track has lights. They do not. They're one of the few racetracks that do not currently have a lighting uh, situation where you could, um, you know, NASCAR could take it into the night. But we'll see how it all plays out. I'm going to go over a lot of things here in a very short amount of time, maybe 25 minutes or so of a podcast. But it at least help get you prepared, give you some things to think about, and then you can make whatever decisions you want. So let's first do this. Let's go over what happened in practice. And before I do that, I want to kind of touch about the race track itself. So throughout the race uh, or throughout the race week leading up to um, Friday and Saturday, where we would have seen cars on track Friday, that was all washed away. So we didn't have any cars on track. So all the rain washed, all the rubber off the track, meaning there's nothing. So when the cars hit the track on Saturday for the first time, which was the cup series, there was no rubber laid down. So, in some ways, that sounds like a good thing. In others, these cars, how they are designed and how they're built, they really could use that rubber buildup just to kind of help some of the tire situations. And when there's a green racetrack and it's a high load racetrack, meaning the bankings are so steep where the drivers are getting in and having to turn the wheel, they're asking so much of those tires, especially the left fronts to really get in there, the, the right fronts as well. Like all the tires need to really be in sync. And for that to happen, they need the grip. So the drivers are going to go in 100%, you know, and sending it in. And then it's up to the car to stay there. So when the car's uneasy, the drivers are uneasy. And we saw a little bit of that on su- Saturday. So one thing that I mentioned, and I do this a lot on my Twitter account, or I'll mention it here on the podcast form, listening to the scanner audio is absolutely a benefit to you the gambler to you the fan even a nascar allows us to have those opportunities to listen to on desktop you can listen to all the scanners for free which is really cool or just buy the subscription it's pretty it's pretty much dirt cheap and you can have access to it on your phone so i have numerous scanners that are going i i do have the the race tv coverage on just as a visual um the, the scanning element, the NASCAR.com, that's usually about 30 seconds to a minute, minute and a half uh, ahead. So, uh, you know, you're able to get some data that way before even TV has any coverage. Plus, they do all the commercials on TV, so you're missing a lot as it is, especially for practice. Anyways, so the one thing that I like to do is I like to kind of be in the know. Well, the scanning, in scanning some of the, uh, the spotters and stuff, they were even mentioning before the guys, the teams got going into practice that NASCAR kept delaying it. They've delayed it about 15 minutes from its original start time. They said that the track wasn't the best. It didn't look, it looked dry, but there were some weepers where water was able to seep through, go down the track. So there were already conversations of, Hey, with it misting and this, there's, it's probably not going to be a great situation. And 
within two laps, we saw the three car of Austin Dillon, who really needs to have some good weeks, uh, given the points penalty that they just suffered and really needs to get a win. Uh, and I feel it's early to even say that, but 10 races in now uh, with 16 weeks to go before the playoffs, he's a guy that has to win. So he came out probably second or third lap and he spun backed it into the fence has to go to a backup car has to start last so already a bad situation well that was that was one of like three cautions in practice and part of it was tires and i'll get to that here in a minute but the other part was the track conditions so these guys are asking so much of their vehicles to go in and uh, like i said grip uh, have everything be perfect and these cars were starting to bottom out. We saw it with the 99, where the 99 of Daniel Suarez got into turn three. He also spun. He was able to save it, meaning he was able to not have any damage. He slid through the entire three and four, uh, collected it. Nobody ran into him. And again, there were about 20 cars in this practice session. So he was able to make um, you know minimal uh, damage, if you will, with that. But as they were showing the replay, which is why it was a benefit to see it a little bit on the uh, the replay on the TV, you could see the diffuser at the back bottomed out. Now, these tracks, um, especially Dover, does have a spot over in that turn three going into three and four. And we saw this last week under where they were talking about the tunnel uh, at Talladega. It's where Harrison Burton got spun out. Not no Gregson's fault by any means, but just happened to be bumping right as uh, they went over the spot where the tunnel is underneath and kind of got the car bouncing a little bit. And that's just what's happened here to Daniel Suarez at Dover. So he spun, uh, there was another spin or I'm sorry for, for rain. They just want to make sure everything was good. So there's a lot of stop and go, but with that in a limited practice session, about 20 minutes, teams were finding that they were having a lot of tire issues and why is that a problem? Well, it's a major problem because last year we saw this a similar thing at Texas where there were some there were some tire issues in the race. I went back and tried to watch some of the practice sessions from Texas. I couldn't gather anything uh, from what I could find on YouTube uh, from those sessions uh, that if there were any instances in the uh, the race or for practice that would have given an indication going into that race that there could be a tire issue. I believe I remember there was some talking points about it, but there wasn't any clear indication. Well, on Saturday at practice for the Cup Series race on Sunday, there was clear evidence. There was clear indication that we probably will be seeing some tire issues uh, on Sunday, which is not good because then that makes it a shit show. It makes it a whole wild card situation when you're trying to bet this, especially when you're trying to figure out, okay, this guy's fast. Now we got practice and that was great, but it wasn't a true indication of practice. And I, I hate saying that because I feel like we've been uh, just getting hit with that so much of the last few weeks, uh, probably like month, month and a half where we just have not been able to see a full practice session uh, where there's been no issues or there's no question marks coming in like Richmond, their practice session got rained out Bristol dirt. I, I mean, it, it's dirt. So it's going to be a little bit more of a wild card race uh, with that. Anyways, doesn't really count. Obviously Talladega, there's nothing there. Um, Martinsville was weird because group a, uh, they had the advantage group B B did not have an advantage and then qualifying was all wacky. So, I haven't felt like we really had a true indication of who's going to be 
one of the top tier cards or who to really fade and, and play and all that. It really makes people like myself puts a lot more onus on us for when people are looking at Twitter or listening to a show like this, they want to understand, okay, who do I need to get invested with? What, what play do I really need to be on since it's a little hard to figure out uh, from just the visual eye. So I'll try to help guide you through it as best I can. But for this week, especially I was excited, not even thinking we were going to practice today because of rain, but I was excited once we did, how would that work? Well, 15, 18 laps in, cording was happening meaning that you could see it on the tires where that tire wear uh was starting to fall apart actually it was starting to give away me and that's never good because then that means tire failures are evident and we saw this in practice especially with the group b guys so the second group that was going out in practice where you know i'll use denny hamlin as an example you know he was practicing very well they finished practice early because of some of the issues that they were seeing and hearing about. They finished about 10 to 12 minutes sooner than when practice should have ended. And they called it a day. They said they got what they needed. Now they say they got what they needed, which is good, but they also didn't want to rest risk wrecking a vehicle. And that's not good because then we started seeing with more and more cars where, you know, in that session alone, the 43 cars spun out and it was a really good indication of what we're talking about here. And if you, if you can, I recommend going on Brian Murphy's Twitter account, who I do the all things go podcast with Brian is a shop foreman for the uh, uh, SHR for the 14 and the 41 team. And he put out a really great Twitter uh, post about, Hey, when, when the 43 was spinning and you could see some of the black smoke, that's, that is rubber burning off like as he's spinning out, but it was the type of rubber that was uh, kind of the cause for concern. And you could tell from what Brian was saying, he's very knowledgeable. And uh, as I was texting him a little bit, we were both chatting about how this is, this is not good. This is not going to be a good situation uh, at all. And actually speaking of a text, I got one from uh, my buddy, Mark Harris at skybox NASCAR and uh, Twitter, who I do the NASCAR betting preview show with. And he asked me point blank. He was like, Hey, uh, on Sunday, are we about to see a Goodyear shit show? And I said, unless NASCAR has the tire dragon, you know, so that's one of those devices where, you know, the NASCAR takes to some of these tracks and lays rubber down where drivers then are able to kind of go into that. Unless they have that, yes, I think this is a total and utter shit show pending. The load in these cars, which I talked about a little earlier, are far greater than what we saw at Texas. And at Texas in 2022 in the fall, there were so many tire issues throughout the race where guys were blowing tires, you know, in the lead, especially because they were the ones that were going the fastest um, clean air, which all plays uh, a factor when you think about the car. And I'm not a car guy, but just the technical aspects of things that really puts the most load on those types of uh, guys that are leading. So if we look at what happened at Xfinity today during the race, it would be easy to say that we're going to be good tomorrow because what happened in the race in Xfinity was there were really no tire issues. There was some tire, um, you know, the cup guys put some tire wear down, but there was really no issues from the tire wear perspective, unless I missed something completely, but I don't think it did. Um, however, given the different size and the tire codes that the NASCAR cup series cars have and the load generated, I firmly believe that we will see an unpredictable betting day and what could be a possible shit show as well. And I know that NASCAR said, Hey, we're, we're canceling qualifying 
right after practice because it was misting. Well, in my opinion, I believe that there was a cause for concern because these guys that when they practice, I'm sorry, when they qualify, they use those tires in the race. So I just don't think NASCAR was wanting to take any type of risk. They saw what was kind of happening. The teams were talking about it all over the scanners as well. So it was something that I don't think NASCAR wanted to move forward with because obviously we had the Xfinity race about an hour later. So just my opinion, I could be wrong in that, but I know there's a lot of concern amongst the garage going into Sunday about the cording of the tires and the tire wear. So let me go over a few notes from some from some of the cars. And again, maybe these are guys you're already on, you're looking to bet on. Uh, so I'm going to just kind of go over a few things here. So we talked about the three car of Austin Dillon and group a he wrecked the 99 car spun as well. The 24 car, he was happy with his balance. Uh, again, the, these guys were after all these cautions uh, or stoppage and practice, they were able to come down, get, make some adjust adjustments, talk about a few things. So I do believe that guys in this group A maybe even had a slight advantage to the guys in group B, even though the guys in group B um, were able to kind of identify what was going on in that first group. So the 22 and the nine, they were making the whole corner work on the bottom, meaning they were able to get down, stay below and really hug the bottom. A guy that does this very well is the four car of Kevin Harvick, who I think is going to be strong on Sunday, just given his abilities, you know, he takes care of his equipment. He's there when it counts. You don't see him having any issues of like uh, where their driver error issues. So the 22 and the nine in the first practice session, they were really good at doing that. Uh, and that was commented on the six was fast. He put a fast lap timeout on the third lap. Uh, during qualifying, and we talked about Brad Kozlowski coming into these types of races, his strengths, uh, his skill set, what he says, RFK, where they are at. The 23 card, now this was an interesting one. He was saying about how it loads up on that left front. We heard so much stuff about the left front. Then when it goes straight, he's trying to track it, catch it back. Uh, he's using his brakes. He's applying his brakes to really trying to keep it on the track. So he was having a lot of issues uh, on Saturday. Definitely a guy maybe you're looking to fade because uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to necessarily get it better. And they're starting. I'll go over their starting positions here in a little bit. Then we talked about the 99 already, but another comment I wrote down was he was tighter. He was pushing but almost spinning out. Uh, the rear he felt was just so soft. Uh, he bottomed out with the diffuser like I talked about. Uh, which caused him to spin. The 14 car, he said that he had zero grip in the left front. You, we heard left front a lot. Chattering the tires, you know, struggling. The 41 car said he was sliding tight, lost on what on what to say to the team. Um, there was just you know a lot of guys that were complaining. Nobody was really happy with their car. I know I mentioned the 24 car said he was happy with his balance. That was about it. All, only positives there. Now let's let's go over to the second group. Now this was interesting because. I can't remember the last time I was listening in on a scanning or doing any type of scanning audio during a practice, and it really felt like it was a little quieter than what it should have been. I didn't make a lot of notes for this session because there weren't a lot of guys talking. A lot of guys brought their cars down uh, early, stopped practicing, again, because of that threat of, hey, these could really be an issue. And they were also maybe trying to save a little bit on their tires, um, you know, if they can, they want to get obviously some of those, they want to identify what's going on and how to get the car to be best. But there were just a lot of issues happening. So a lot of these guys even quit their practice early. So the 17 team of Chris Busher, he said that he was tight, 
but needs a little bit more rotation to finish the corner, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing to hear at all. If he's just needing some smaller adjustments, that team is going to be you know, pretty good, I think. Uh, not winning car, but he could be a player. Uh, he won Bristol. There were a lot of tire issues at Bristol. So he won Bristol in the fall or late summer. Uh, on a concrete surface. So again, we're going back to a concrete surface since this is the first time since we went to Bristol last year. So they could have good success here. We already talked about why I liked Brad a little bit. Uh, the one car, this is an interesting guy um, to keep an eye on. He has good statistics when it comes to Dover and he's in a, uh, a couple matchups. I know one specifically with uh, Chase Elliott and I actually picked um, Chastain to beat Elliot, and that was on my grid rival uh, lineup. I didn't put any cash down on it, but <clears throat> just thinking about how good that one car is, they usually don't qualify well, but they really race well. So it was interesting to hear in practice how he was struggling with that right front. And knowing now that everybody else was reporting the same thing made me feel a little bit better. But, uh, you know, his practice times were not worth looking at. Now, where I really got my cause for concern, and this was somebody that was practicing early, and it was the eight car of Kyle Bush, and he said almost immediately, maybe three or four laps in, he said he felt like the right front was smoked, and it was just toast. He couldn't do anything to fix it. His his lap times were going to be very poor. Um, he was not going to be able to put a product out there where they were like, okay, we have a winning car because he already the 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 car was already toast with that right front. So. That was interesting, uh, but obviously something that hurt a lot. Eleven, The 11 card, Denny Hamlin, he was obviously done early. They got what they needed. Uh, probably the best guy in the Cup Series to conserve tire. I like to talk about him a lot on high tire wear tracks. Uh, this is not a high tire wear track, but this could be a um, this could be a track where tire wear or tires really are become an issue outside of what the drivers can even control. So I feel like on Sunday or even Monday, we could be hearing a lot about um, tire issues. So it could just jumble up the whole field. Uh, again, about 15, 18 laps in, these guys were complaining and their tires were getting destroyed. So not a lot of time, especially for a race that is so long, um, you know, where they're doing 400 laps. So doing 15, 18 laps and your tires are getting cooked already, I mean, there's not enough tires. I, I think I just read something that said that NASCAR is allowing the teams to purchase up to two more sets of tires. So that'll help a little bit, but that just kind of goes to, wow, there are really some issues here. I want to go over again, talked about some of those notes there. I'll just go over real quick. Some of the practice, uh, the guys, you know, Brad and, and don't really, I don't really think you can read into this a whole lot. Um, just because, you know, the variables that we saw from practice, but at least gives you a good indication. Maybe if somebody had a fast lap time, maybe you want to keep an eye on that individual, but the six car put the fastest lap out there. Kyle Larson put the second fastest lap out in group two. Uh, Kyle arguably has the best car uh, here statistically than he does even at Homestead, believe it or not. So I really like Kyle Larson for good reason. He is the odds on favorite right now. And that number continues to drop. Uh, he will be starting about 19th. I'll get into some of the starting positions here momentarily. So I don't necessarily think you have to buy that four and a half or five to one price. You can wait a little bit, get a little bit of a better number, go from there. We saw this uh, at some of the other tracks where this has happened. So I don't necessarily think you have to jump on a four and a half to one um, right now with a guy starting 19th. And we're already talking about tire issues. So you never know what could happen there. 
Uh, Chase Elliott looked good. William Byron, good. HMS is always good here. Austin Sindrick, Joey Logano, we talked a lot about this week, or heard, I should say, at least heard a lot about how the Penske cars are typically, they struggle here. Um, they they went out, has a couple of fast laps, uh, but only put in 13, 17 laps. Again, these are very short amount of laps that these guys had. They have 20 minutes of practice, and they were only getting in 15, 14, 17 laps, so not a lot. So that tells you there's major issues there as well. Um other notable names, uh, it's hard to really kind of say. It, you'll you'll see some stuff about Corey LaJoy uh, and how fast he was. Uh, I really wouldn't read into that a whole lot um, unless you're out there and you're able to get a couple matchups against him. Be curious. You can uh, tweet those at me. Be curious to hear what those are, but I wouldn't go out uh, betting Corey LaJoy at this point, so I, I wouldn't really bet him right now. Let me go over the uh, the the lineup here. I'm going to cover the top ten, and I'll hit on some notable names. Um, so this was done by a metric with qualifying being canceled. NASCAR does a metric. I'm not even going to get into it. It's way above my pay grade uh, for anything in life uh, to break down how this is determined. But I'll just go over the top ten real quick and highlight a few names after that. So Kyle Busch. Christopher Bell, they'll start one and two uh, on Sunday or Monday. Uh, and then Ryan Blaney, Brad Kozlowski are third and fourth. Fifth and sixth goes like this. Chris Buescher, Chase Briscoe. Seventh and eighth is Tyler Reddick and William Byron. And rounding out the top ten is Ricky Stenhouse in ninth and Chase Elliott in tenth. A couple of those notable names. Again, Kevin Harvick is the guy I mentioned. I really think he's going to be strong regardless uh, of these issues. Kevin or uh, Denny Hamlin right behind him in 13th, probably one of the best guys at conserving their tires. Uh, he has had pit issues in the, in, you know, recent weeks and over the last year or so. So, uh, we'll see what happens here on Sunday, but Kev, but those two are names. I definitely like Ross Chastain. I think he's going to have a strong day, uh, as well. He didn't have great practice, but they're a team that gets better over the course of a race, so I, I don't think he's going to struggle. So that top 14, uh, those names alone, I really like some of the other guys, maybe Stenhouse, Jones, especially Jones. I don't think Jones is going to be very good. Uh, there's been a lot of love for Ricky Stenhouse. I'm not sure I'm buying it yet. Um, you know, So there's some other names up there as well. So we'll see how it all plays out, how it shakes out. But Martin Truex and Kyle Larson, I want to touch on these guys in 17th and 18th. Um, we've seen the winner, I believe it's three of the last four races here at Dover have come from uh, 17th or greater. So these two guys fit that mold right there. Uh, Martin Truex starting 19th, his brother Ryan Truex won on Saturday, and then Kyle Larson starts 18th. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those guys move up through the field. But you have guys like Bubba Wallace who start 28th, and again, he's not happy with his car already. I don't think it's going to get any better. He's a guy that typically when he practices and qualifies well, he races well because he didn't have a good practice. I would look to fade him if you can. Uh, I'm not invested in anything on him yet or against him. I should say I will be looking to find uh, a matchup or two uh, possibly against him. Uh, but after that, you know, Austin Dillon, he's going to be starting last because we talked about it before with his um you know, being in his wreck. And one thing I just thought about that was mentioned on Denny Hamlin's podcast. And uh, I remember watching the replay of the race. Uh, the second time through, I watched it. They, it was just, there was no pat passing and passing is so difficult. So these guys, even, even great names like Truex and Larson, they're not necessarily going to have the easiest time getting up through the field uh, unless they have rocket ships out of the gate and they're really able to, to move up. 
this is going to be difficult for guys like this. It goes back to let's just use Bubba Wallace again, not to pick on Bubba, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to be passing a whole lot of cars. And if passing is a struggle and we're having tire issues, these are guys who should be fading. So uh, really look to when you're betting on Sunday or this week, really look to bet guys that you know are able to get back through the front. We talk about Denny Hamlin a lot. Guys like Ryan Blaney, we don't talk about a whole lot because that is a driver that struggles when he gets fault when he falls back. He's not moving up through the field methodically and getting past cars. He stalls out uh, oftentimes where some of these other guys, Kyle Larson's a good name, where if he gets mirrored back in traffic, he's a guy that's able to make his way back through. So make sure you're betting uh, some of these guys. But this is going to be a race that is not predictable. You know, some of these issues, I'm, I don't feel full confident to even put a betting card out there where people are tailing um, some of the plays. It, it'll probably be a week, and I've kind of contemplated this anyways, but it'll probably be a week where I put some plays out, but no unit allocation uh, with those just because I don't want people getting, um, you know, associating, hey, I got to put X amount of units on this this race uh, or that driver or this play. Um, do it at your discretion. Do it at your discretion anyways, but it's a very unpredictable race, I believe, and uh, it could be a possible shit show. So uh, you have to take that. If you're in a live betting state, maybe just do that. Maybe just go about, hey, I saw the first 40 laps. There were no tire issues or saw the first 40 laps. There were a lot of tire issues. Well, then bet accordingly. Don't go in with, you know, seven and a half, 10, 12, 15, three, whatever your unit allocation is for the race and be stuck with the possibility of having a race where it's not going to be run like you bet, like you predicted, you're projected. Um, there's a lot of handicappers out there. There's a lot of people that put out good information and they are puzzled. They are saying, well, this isn't, we didn't get anything from that practice other than negative things of tires. So hate to talk about tires. If that's uh, if you're playing a drinking game right now, maybe you're at Dover or something. Uh, definitely be drinking with every time I said the word tire and speaking about Dover, I'm, going to be going down to the race uh, i'll leave here in the morning here in about six hours or so and heading down to the track i'll be looking at the weather before i leave don't want to make a trip down that's not worth it uh but i'll be at the track so if you're listening to this you're heading down to the race you'll be at the track uh make sure you shoot me a dm at Derek yoder underscore on twitter i would love to say hello uh and at least connect before the race i don't know if they're going to start on time it is a one o'clock start which is so nice that it's early um but if you're at the race and you're listening to this or you see it on my Twitter account, make sure you reach out. Love to say hello. I'm going to try to go to Bob Pockers's, um tweet up at 1030, I believe it is, under the uh, Bobby Allison Grandstand. I think that's what he posted. So, um, yeah, that'll that's about it. Um, you know, for me here, I'm going to try to formulate my card um, before I leave PA, have that finalized and uh, have that sent out. So it's really tough. Uh, again, I would say fade Bubba Wallace is probably my best advice uh, from the, the stuff that we saw in practice. Um, but yeah, be smart about this race. There's plenty of weeks coming up where we have Kansas next week, Darlington the week after, Charlotte, where and then uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway where we can get some good betting opportunities in. So this is not a make or break week. Talladega was last week. If you got burnt by Talladega and you were looking forward to this week to be in a bounce back, we'll just bump that another week to Kansas. There's so many more weeks left. There's 26 races uh, left in the, in the season for the cup series. Uh, there's about 20 some plus for the Xfinity and 
uh, around 20 as well for the, for the truck. So you put all that together, it's about 70 races left and there's plenty of opportunities to make money just because the racing does not mean you have to put, uh, all these unit allocations on it. Be smart. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, checking out the pod. If you didn't get to catch the one where me and Alan Kavana did about the NASCAR bracket, make sure you check that out in episode 25. Denny Hamlin came up with a really cool uh, mid-season idea where he proposed it to NASCAR, mentioned it on his podcast. We ran with it and decided to really go through and break down what we would see like a March Madness type style bracket. And we broke down who we liked the matchups we liked, who we're fading. So make sure you're checking out that episode. Again, that was episode 25 on the NASCAR betting preview show podcast. A few other elements before I get out and uh, uh, see you all on Twitter. Uh, We have an Xfinity series podcast coming out to the NASCAR betting preview show family. Mike Bachman starting at Darlington will be debuting that That'll be a lot of fun next week. Phil and I are back for the Truck Series podcast. Always check out the NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. Just got a lot of fun things coming down the pike uh, with the program there. And uh, so make sure you stay tuned and check that out. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate you. Have a great Sunday or Monday whenever you watch the race. Bet responsibly. Let me know how I can help. And we'll catch you next week for Kansas. (laughs) 